Welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice. I am your host, Nana Bonsu, President and CEO of Infinite Horizons Incorporated. We are a business owner education and coaching organization that helps you increase the value of your company while decoupling the owner from being dependent on the business or the owner being dependent on them. This week, we, had our, we have on a guest who's uh, the author of a book called Self-Esteem Regime. And I am going to take a minute to talk about her. Her name is Clarissa Burt. And Clarissa brings her expertise and quick word to any show. It's a quote that, that was recently written about her for her new book on Barnes & Noble. So a little bit about her. Recently, she was knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine the Great and St. Helen, joining the ranks of about 350 dames worldwide. Clarissa is an internationally acclaimed, award-winning media personality, producer, director, writer, author, public speaker, and former supermodel, and winner of the Celebrity Survivor Show. With hundreds of television and film credits to her name, this who's who of international and American women fame brings over 35 years of entertainment industry experience in both international and American markets. She is the founder and CEO of the In the Limelight Media, which is a multimedia platform consisting of TV, video, a podcast, and digital magazine. She was also a former ambassador to the United States, and she actively helped African women win the Nobel Peace Prize in 2011. So she has a, a ton of accomplishments, and it would take me all day uh, to talk about it. But today, I want to talk about her best-selling book entitled The Self-Esteem Regime that was published in uh, 20, uh, last year. So welcome ago. to the show. Yeah. Hi, thank you so much. This is really great. Yeah, the book came out six months ago. And whew, I have to say, <laughs> it's been really exciting because we've got, well, first of all, here it is, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a lovely book. And um, I'm really happy with it because it is in Barnes and Noble. So I get to go around the country now with book signings. And I've been to about seven different states in the last six months. Uh, signing books and meeting people. And it's been really, really a great, um, uh, a great, a great, I, I, let me just say great accomplishment, because it's something that's been on my vision board for a very long time. And when you really want something badly enough, there you go. And it happens. It, it just is the coolest thing ever. Right. Congratulations. I mean, that's a, that's a, an amazing uh, achievement uh, to put your heart and soul into that book. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit, just give us an overview of what the book is about for people that may not have read it? Yeah, absolutely. So we talk about obviously self-esteem and one of the most important things that I think can happen to all of us and should happen to all of us is that we live in happy, healthy self-esteem. Uh, when your feet hit the ground in the morning, if you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not going to have the greatest relationship with yourself and certainly not with others. So this is something that has been a book that I've been wanting to write for a very long time. And I I was, there were some common denominators that I was uh, aware of as I was growing up. My mother was a beautiful, beautiful woman, but oh, don't take a picture of me because, oh, it's, you know, I don't come out good in pictures and I, all of this silliness. And, you know, I thought, well, that's interesting. Okay. My grandmother, another beautiful woman, lovely woman. I love my grandmother dearly. And so she decided one day, ah, oh, she had to lose some weight. She didn't. No, no, she didn't. She did not have to lose weight. But um, she uh, decided to take two diet pills one day. And those diet pills uh, she choked on, they perforated her esophagus and she wound up in the hospital for six months. And I really thought, well, gee, grandma, that was, you know, I'm so glad you're still with us, but that was kind of silly because you're so beautiful. I, uh, my perception of you is obviously very different than your perception of you. Then I moved on and I was able to work with some of the most beautiful creatures on the planet when I was modeling around the world. And 
some of these girls really also, it was very clear that they had some problems and they were in toxic relationships or potentially they were, you know, heavy into drinking or drugs, not all of them, but some. And I'd look at them and say, gee, she's got everything going for her. She's such a lovely girl. I wonder why she's doing that to herself. And I realized that there was a common denominator, obviously, uh, was, you know, low self-esteem and and a, a very low sense of self. So I realized that that was something that really touched me. Um, I, I want to be a cheerleader for all men and women, by the way. The book is not only written for women. It's, you know, when I first got the copy of this book, Nana, um, the book was p- pink and yellow and orange. Right. So there are three different colors. You'll see there are three different colors, right? Yeah. There were mm-hmm. Pink and yellow and orange. And I looked at it and I went, well, that's okay, but no man's ever going to pick that up. So I thought that the blues worked out beautifully because it's a very calming and soothing color. But at the same time, it really invites men and men have had some of the greatest comments uh, about the work that they're doing in, in the book uh, and how it's, it's really changing their lives uh, for the better. So I, I, I knew all along that I wanted to write this book. The book is here. It's been out for six months is in Barnes and Noble, and I'm absolutely enjoying every minute of it. What surprised you the most about your, your men fans and who picked up the book? And what, what interesting perspective did they bring that you hadn't even kind of considered? Well, the, the, there was an event that I was, I was at, and, uh, and they gave away my books at the event. And this one gentleman had the book on a tray. He was flying back from the event. He was on the plane, and the book was on the tray on the plane. <laughs> and he took a picture of the book, and it was go- also going out the window. You know, you could see outside the window. And it was graphically a very beautiful beautiful picture, but he was, he was so complimentary about, you know, guys, I'm reading this book and it's really amazing. And don't ever think that, you know, self-esteem is only a woman's issue. It's definitely, we all suffer with this and, um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And Clarissa has made this regime, which by the way, is an, or if you look it up, it's an organized way of doing things. Um, So a regime is, you know, I've organized it so that it starts Nana with release. Mm-hmm. What do we need to release? What do we need to let go of? What is it that we need to unlearn? All of those things that are holding us back. And it ends with the 12th chapter being reciprocal. And recipro- reciprocity is something that we all need to get a little bit better at because we are, some of us are very good at giving, but not so good at receiving. And that's not fair. It's not fair to you. And it's not fair to the person that's trying so desperately to give to you. That was the toughest one for me to learn. People would say to me, you know, Clarissa, it's really hard to do anything for you or to give anything to you because it seems to us like you have everything and you do everything. And and, and I would sometimes be a little bit angry because I think to myself, gee, I do all this stuff and I never get anything back. And someone said to me, it's because you make it difficult to give to you. Well, that was so eye-opening, right? Right. So where are you caught up in all of that as well? So each chapter, as you as you can well see, these are things that we need to, to um, work on that we knew were issues. And then as you go through the book, you're going to find that you had issues that you didn't know you had that if you, you know, when you do the work, obviously, um, uh, will become a non-issue, right? So the idea is to live in happy, health, healthy self-esteem. It is to be for me. I like to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. And I don't know what that means, Nana. Sometimes it doesn't always necessarily mean broad stroke um, things that we have to do. You know, self-esteem 101, 
do something good for someone else. It's going to make them feel good and it's going to make you feel good. And some people think, oh gosh, I don't know. I, I don't have that money to, that, so much money to tithe at church. And I, I really don't, you know, I've, I've got to be careful and uh, I want to do more. You know, they get all head, in their head about giving and giving is something that is so simple. It could be, golly, it could be a smile. It could be a compliment. It could be holding the door, the elevator door open for someone, just a kind gesture, help the lady down the stairs with the, you know, the baby carriage or whatever it is. When you know you've done something good for someone as big or as small as it is, the, you know, you're going to feel so much better. And, and again, so are they. And you don't have to compare what, you know, your level of giving to somebody else's. Right. Absolutely not. I know one of the, and one of the things that I came to one of the times I I, I came to realization of um, <laughs> well I guess one of many but you know in school like you know somebody will give me a compliment and I'll turn it right back and I'll write it around and say oh you too or you know just it's almost like I'm trying to like you know toss it back to them again and somebody was like you just need to say thank you you know you don't yeah. have to feel like you don't it's almost like you don't deserve it or something <laughs> right. It doesn't have to become a dissertation. You know? <laughs> right. Sometimes it's just as, oh, oh, thank you. Right. Oh, I really liked it too. I, I, I bought this, you know, whatever. You go, I bought this last month at Dillard's and, and, and it, you know, and I really, it really caught my eye too. So thank you. Yeah. That's it. It's not conceited. It's not narcissistic. It's just a simple statement and it's a thank you, a simple they accept it, take in a deep breath, and then thank somebody, you know, because it, it may feel, continue to feel uncomfortable for a while. Right. Uh, in the book, we talk a lot uh, about um, mirror work, mirror therapy. And when you can start to, and I know it looks weird and it feels weird and it sounds weird and everybody has difficulty with it, but it's probably the most impactful exercise in the book. And that's when you talk to yourself, when you, when you give yourself all of the greatness, all of the compliments, all of the emboldening, emboldening statements um, that you can, can you, you wish maybe others were giving you, but they're not. When you can take care of business and just go right to the mirror and do it for yourself, it's a really, really empowering and impactful um, way of, of bringing yourself up, of pulling yourself up, of believing in yourself, of telling yourself you love you. You know, that's a big one. You say, you know, I really am proud of you. I love what you do. I, that was so amazing what you did today. Um, can't wait for tomorrow. You're looking really good. Whatever it is, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with telling yourself these things. We are so caught up in negative self-talk that that we and, and we very rarely and if you keep your negative 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 deeper and darker you go and not refill that with some good stuff you're you're going to stay in the abyss of, of you know pretty much darkness you know let's let's bring some light into the situation and you can be the first light bearer so one of the things as you as you mentioned one of the things up in my head is so if you have a spouse, a partner who's, you know, engages a lot of self-talk and obviously, you know, feel like you're a professional therapist, you know, who can give a professional opinion and, and they also you want to be sensitive, right, to the person's kind of thing. But on the other hand, maybe the person is kind of bringing you down, right? 
it may be a spouse, it may be a you know a partner, a business partner, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you kind of what are some of the things you can you know share about how to deal with those kind of situations to prevent it from being toxic? Or if you can bring that person out, at least prevent them from taking you down with it. Right. Well, that's that's exactly what that's exactly right. So what you're going to want to do is to first of all get locked and loaded on your clarity. Go through the book. If it's not my book, make sure that you are sem- you are always in in a personal growth space. You can find books, you can find courses, you can listen to videos on YouTube. Keep yourself in perpetual motion and moving in that right, the correct direction for you. There are going to be relationships in your life. It could be the natal tribe. It could be friends. It could be people that you meet in your educational institutions. These are all formative for us, right? Mm -hmm. So as you grow, you will, you will encounter, I don't want to call it loss, but you will, you will learn that some people will fall away they will fall away because they are no longer at your same vibrational energy, right? As you grow and you, you are bigger, better, stronger, bolder, uh, and living in your own truth, other people may not keep up and that's okay. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. What you will learn as you grow is that you will learn to love them where they're at. And once you're able to come from a place of, I don't want to say teaching, but uh, not, certainly not preaching, but sharing what it is that is working for you and how cool it is and and start sharing some of the information that you have with them. Start bringing them in slowly. Start showing them when they start to see how amazing your, your life is becoming, how much more, how much lighter you are, how much happier you are, how much more accepting you are, how much more giving you are. They're going to want a piece of that. They're going to want to feel that way too. Um, I'm going to suggest that they are going to want a part of that too. There may be relationships in our lives, Nana, that we just have to cut. And I know that's hard and I know it's painful and I know nobody wants to hear that. But in order for you to live in your truth, in order for you to continue on your path, in order for you to be able to be your best self, so you are going to have to make painful decisions. So, so get ready for that because the work that's in my book is, is life-changing, life-altering, but it is not. I am not saying I'm promising, you, promising a rose garden. Yeah, so, I mean, like, as far as getting the book, um, what is the, what, what should, you know, people expect? Um, and, you know, how should they set their expectations in terms of the transformation process? Right, because it's not like, you know, you get to the last page of the book and boom, you're transformed. Right. You know, and how patient should they be as they go through the process? Because I imagine it's going to be some emotional kind of, challenges, you know, difficulties while yeah. as you continue to kind of change incrementally? Well, first of all, if you have the book, a big congratulations, because it means you know that you want to do the work, that you know there is work to be done, and that you are willing to accept the fact that you are ready to make some major changes in your life. You don't pick up a, a personal growth book just to, you know, as a beach read, right? It's not a summer beach read. No. I mean, you can read it on the beach if you'd like, but it's not a romance novel, right? This is the kind of uh, read... 
and I call it a manual, a mission, and a movement. Mm -hmm. So for me uh, to see everyone living in happy, healthy self-esteem is really important because can you imagine if we all were, right? As they say, uh, rising waters raise all ships, raises all ships. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were all vibrating at a higher level, if we were all coming together to live our greater good, if we all decided we wanted to be a better person tomorrow than we are today, and it could be anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, tomorrow I decided, you know, I want to get, pay a little bit more attention to getting out and working out, taking my vitamins, drinking more water, uh, reading an extra chapter, whatever that is, whatever it is, it's feeding you, that's feeding your brain and feeding your soul and your body as well. Um, these are the kinds of things that you're going to want um, to be mindful of. Um, these, these is a book that, first of all, again, congratulations, but you're going to be doing the work. And when we start out, first, we start out with the release. As I had said before, the second chapter is rebuild, rebuild. Um, the other thing that I do want to say about a book like, like mine is that this is not a, this is not a one-time read. And it's not a one size fits all. Okay. Everybody's going to have a different experience and you will have a totally different experience six months from now when you read it again, than you will when you read it today, right? Because you are going to get the messages that resonate with what you need to know now. What do you need to know now? What is it that you need to work on? And that's, what's going to jump off the page. You know, I've read books before and I'm sure you have too. And you'll go back and read it again and say, gee, I don't remember that being there the first time I read it. It's because you weren't ready for it. You were distracted. Something else was happening. Something in the universe or in the air or in the energy or the vibration knew you weren't ready for that message at that time. So when you read it a second time, you're going to be able to go, you know, oh, okay, gosh, I didn't see that the first time, but I, it does resonate with me in a bigger way right now. It's one of those kinds of books that um, it's kind of magical in that way. Um, and people have told me that as well. Some people are saying it's changing their lives. Um, other people are, you know, just loving that the work that is, and we have the clarion call, we've got Clarissa's corner, we've got reviews, there's homework, there's journaling, again, the mirror work. This is going to be, a, this is a really different kind of workbook um, because it's also kind of a playbook, you know, yeah. it's as much work as it is play, but do know that it's the decisions and the choices that you will make, that you will make for your greater good um, are not always going to be easy, but boy, I'll tell you, once you make them, life is going to be a much better place for you to be. What about um, folks that may have grown up in a tough environment and there doesn't seem to be any kind of good, good role models? Yep. Um, what advice do you have for them as far as how do they, and one of the challenges I tend to come across I hear a lot is um, a lack of support, a lack of access to the right kind of network. Right. Because, you know, the people around you, which is why you had mentioned, sometimes you have to kind of let some, some relationships go to, so that you can kind of be in the right kind of frame of mind and, and whatnot. Right. What advice do you have for people who say they don't have the support, they grew up in the wrong environment, and they're going to have to live with it the rest of their lives? Well, first of all, you know, uh, there are a couple of different ways of approaching that. First thing I want to say is you, either, you, know, you can either give up, you can give in, or you can give it all you got. Difficult environments um, don't necessarily mean that you came from a bad neighborhood. A difficult environment can be you're in, you know, you're in, uh, you know, you're living in Hollywood or Beverly Hills and there's domestic violence going on in the house. So difficult environment means different things to different people. The difficult environment is, I believe, has been put there so that it, it builds your character. 
Are you going to sit in that? Are you going to, are you going to sit in that difficult environment? Are you going to want to stay in that difficult environment? Are you going to learn only from that difficult environment? Are you going to be the reason that the cancer continues? Are you going to be the reason that the toxicity exists and subsists? Are you going to be the reason that it all stops here? So okay. that's requires some kind of courage to want to do better. Oh, there's going to be a lot of courage involved. Uh, and that's a great, I think it's a really great word to use. You know, we, we use fear because, you know, fear is like, oh, fear. Or we're afraid of failure. Well, failure is another really great word that I love to embrace because failure, if you, if you want to break it down, and I love doing it this way, is your first attempt in learning. Your first attempt in learning. So don't be afraid to fail. Continue to do so until you're re- until you you know you you're that much closer to your success. But difficult environments, I believe, um, bring out uh, the worst in other in, in some people. And I do believe that those that really want to make a change in their life, that know that there's a better way, can find support groups outside of the difficult environment. Because with the internet now, we have all kinds of ways that we can go meet, you know, meetups and meet the meet and greets. And, you know, all you have to do is just say, uh, you know, uh, personal growth, personal, whatever it is you, you want to be uh, out of, um, get yourself out of it. You know, and, and again, courage, not going to be easy, not going to be uh, a, a walk in the park, but there's definitely a way for you to get out. And, you know, I, I use my, when I, when I go on stages and I speak, I, I think that I, you know, I start out with kind of difficulty in my childhood and people don't expect it. They don't expect that I'm going to tell the story that I tell. So they kind of look at me, they go, wow. And you had all of those, all of that success and you've had this and you've done this and all of the other wonder. Yeah, but it all started there and it formed me. It was, I don't know, Nana, that I could be the woman that I am today had I not gone through the difficult times. Because the difficult times are the ones that teach you, they train you, they form you, they they give you a, a really clear idea as to what you will and will not accept from your life or in your life. So boundaries, there you go. You create your boundaries as you go. You tell people uh, exactly how you will and will not be treated. And uh, boundaries is another huge thing we work on in the book. What are some other things that you know, people with higher self-esteem do differently from people with low self-esteem? They know their value system. Okay, So know your values, know exactly what they are, know exactly what they mean, know exactly how you're going to be using them in your life, what is important to you, why is it important to you, and is it serving yourself and others? You know, uh, we're not in this to alone. Uh, and, um, you know, some of the greatest self-esteem work that we can do is, is you know, obviously it's for ourselves. Don't get me wrong. But it certainly is for others, right? Um, yeah, your value system is something that is your blueprint. It's that one, it's that one thing that you will not waver from. Um, so get it really clear, get it really strong, get it, you know, write it down, put it up in front of you, read it constantly to remind yourself that there are things that you will or will not accept things that you will or will not waver from, um, and what exactly they are. I think that if you continue to prove to yourself that you walk the walk, that you talk the talk, 
that you've set up your boundaries that you, you know, and by the way, boundaries don't mean, ah, I had to get angry and I screamed and I get, no, no. A boundary is something that you set up that you do with ease, joy, and glory. (laughs) You know that it's something that will, that serves you best. And you actually teach, you train others, if you will. Um, You suggest in a very strong way at times, um, if you have to, what a boundary is. Uh, what you will and will not accept. Hey, you know, it really, can I talk to you a second? It really kind of hurt me the way you said that or the tone that you used or the words that you used. Um, and it kind of made me feel like this. Would you, you know, can we work on that? And, and, and can we not do that? Oh, gee, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize I'm terribly sorry. Absolutely no problem. That was a boundary being set, right? It, it was an ask yeah. and it was a boundary. That's great. What are some of the things that, you know, advice you have for um, employers as far as um, building an environment in the workplace, a culture that fosters higher self-esteem? Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to feel like they're a part. That's the part of the human condition, you know. So leadership is probably one of the most difficult, loneliest places that you can be because the buck will always stop with you. You're always going to have that, you know, ultimately the responsibility for your team. And most definitely you're probably responding or, you know, answering uh, to someone higher up. Um, So be really mindful that to create a, you know, a good, happy, healthy self-esteem within your team, you're going to be able to want to always direct them into the proper direction. Again, with ease, joy, and glory, you don't want to ever, you know, the whole raising your voice thing and, you know, coming down hard on people, that's passe. That's that's the way we used to interact in the past. Um, people really want to know that they are, you know, appreciated, that they're valued, that whatever they're doing. And, and, you know, I have people that I work with as well. And when they, you know, they fall short sometimes, they don't hit the mark, they don't understand, offer yourself again. Okay, do we need to do another Zoom call? Can I, you know, what can I do to help you understand? Now, I did this yesterday. I was somebody was on a Zoom call with for an hour, explained everything, explained everything beautifully. I said, do you understand everything? Is it clear? Okay, cool, great. All right, let me know I'm here if you need me. 10 minutes later, it was, so let me get this clear. <laughs> let me be real. Okay, now, did you say, you know, okay, so I then said, well, what was it that I did or said or didn't say that wasn't clear? Or did I get deer in the headlights because it might have been too much? So, you know, we also have to take into consideration we as leaders um, and, and then leadership role, where are we? Are they, you know, where are they in their learning and intake process? So I made sure that I understood and made her understand exactly how much I appreciated the work she's doing. And then when she's doing the work well, I, I, I am always there to say, great job. You've done an amazing job. When she needs help, and we all need help from time to time, you know, I'm there for her. Um, I, it's a little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, God, I, you know, I don't have the time for this. But I had the time for this. I made the time for this because she's only going to be more appreciative of it um, on the other end. She knows I'm there for her. And she's there for me, you know, it's, it's reciprocal. And again, it's reciprocal. So like in maybe a minute and a half, because we're getting ready to wrap in about a minute and a half. Can you talk about the four pillars again in your book? I will. The four pillars are look good, feel good, be good, 
and greater good. So look good. We know what that means. Everybody is pretty much, you know, you know, you're looking good. Boom. You know, you're feeling great. And that's always a kind of something puts you a lilt in your step. Second thing is feel good. Diet, exercise, nutrition. Make sure you're taking care of this because once if something happens to you, especially entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, people in leadership positions, when something happens to you at all, you know, the, it, the whole darn tower comes tumbling down. You know, it's just a, you got to make sure you're taking good care of you. Uh, look good, feel good, be good. Be good is keep it up. Your education. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Um, how are you ingesting? What are you believing? What are you discarding? You know, in other words, be always mindful to be keeping what's good, what's working, and what is truth for you in moving in a positive direction. And greater good is volunteering, paying it back, paying it forward, uh, tithing, you know, doing, doing the right thing. That's really, really important. And then I'll leave you with this. A lot of people you hear say, I am enough. You are enough. We are enough. Everybody's enough. But when you look up the definition of enough, it's only as much as is required. So I don't know about you, Nana. I know about me and I know I am so much more than enough. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Aren't we all so much more than enough? So be really careful and mindful of the words that we're using, the words that we're saying to ourselves, how we're talking to ourselves, how we're speaking to ourselves. It's that important. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for for joining us today. How can people get in contact with you if they want to work with you or follow your work? Thank you. Yeah, just Clarissa Burt on social pretty much anywhere. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm not on Snapchat, but you can find me everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to have all that information in the short notes for people that may be driving and don't have access to uh, something Thank to write you. down. So. Thank you, Nana. It's been great. Thank you Wonderful. so much. All right, then. Talk to you soon. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.